Yes, welcome to On the On the Pace for this Thursday edition in what is, I guess, the midst of week two of the Sky Racing Carnival of Miracles. We have Ladies Night on Saturday night with the Ladyship Mile and also the Oaks taking place alongside the two Group 1 qualifying sprints, the last opportunities for horses to qualify for the Garrard's Miracle Mile. So it's all happening on Saturday night alongside that, those four Group 1s. We've also got the Group 2 Pink Bonnet for the two-year-olds. There's a Lady Driver's Invitation as well as three derby heats. So it's all happening. It's a fantastic 10 race card this coming Saturday. And we're about to have a chat to Jack Trainer not only about his drives on Saturday night, but also uh, tonight at Penrith. Quickly before we do that, though, just to wrap on Bathurst last night, Team Teal was to the fourth, three Teal Pants saluted, that being Phoebe Betts, also Isabel Ross and Amy Day. So some good money going into the Women Can Kitty there for ovarian cancer research. And Dennis Picker also trained and drove a double. Always Be Mickey had his first siring uh, victory in the Southern Hemisphere, at least last night with Uncle Mickey. So we had a Bling It On salute with his first starter a couple of weeks ago at Bathurst and Always Be Mickey's on the board as well. So great to see some first season sires kicking goals early in the season and betting line was in between uh, those two victories. So those that are having their first years, well, their first two-year-olds are certainly starting to make an impression, which is great to see. Uh, after we have a chat to Jack Trainer, I just want to go through a few of the best-backed runners on Saturday night as well with Tab because there has been some pretty significant market moves early on uh, in the piece, and that's all important ahead of this Saturday night as well. But Jack's online with us with a big weekend coming up and also some strong drives tonight. He seemed the obvious choice to have a chat to this morning. Thanks for your time, Jack. Yeah, no worries, Britt. Thanks for having me on. It is a big weekend coming up. You drive two of the favourites in two of the biggest races in New South Wales each and every year. How do you prepare for a night like Saturday night? Do you try and keep busy? Do you leave the form to Saturday? How do you plan your weeks out to ensure that you're going into Saturday in the best mindset possible? Um, no, we just treat it like every other week, Brittany. Um, obviously, the beauty of it is that it's at home, a home trip of Menangle. Um, and just with the, we've got quite a large team at the moment between me and Jason, so keeping busy, um, no, there's no other options. So yeah, that keeps your mind off it. But um, yeah, I've done done the form throughout, and uh, yeah, we're pretty confident going in that we know what's going on. You had a winner last Saturday night in the Group Three trotting event, but there was also some performances through the night that were not winning performances necessarily, but you still must have been thrilled with how they went. So it was a good start to the carnival for yourself with that winner and also the fact that there was some promising efforts also around that. Yeah, that's right. It was sort of hard to go home disappointed. Um, the the ladyship, obviously, I was wrapped with Silas Memphis. Antonio was very brave in running second. And Chrissy Chick was a real eye-catching run in second too, all qualifying for um the big races this saturday so no it was a was a good night all around and um yeah just to top it off with a mere revy j who who's really getting put together really nicely at the moment and um potentially now could find herself racing in a group one next week um no it was a good night all around yeah that trotting mare is certainly starting to do a good job and with the speed that she has she wouldn't be out of next week's uh, trotting mile either should the connections the Rando family decide to go in that direction. So that was certainly a big tick for her. Tonight you've got a few really good drives on paper, four in total. Let's run through them now. Race number one, you team up with Major Statement and Troy Williams, a horse 
that you've driven in the past for prior connections, but is a horse that's done a really good job in only three starts for Troy, a win and two minor placings. You come up with the outside front row draw here, but it looks on paper to be a bit of a two-horse race between yourself and Miss Sonic Boom, and at least in that race, you're drawn the front row and that runner's drawn the second. Yeah, that's right. And like you said, it's um, Troy's only headed a few starts and it's done nothing wrong for him. It's been very consistent. So uh, the outside barrier is always hard. And like you said, Miss Sonic Boom's a nice filly in her own right. So um, he's going to be in it and I'm sure he'll go another honest race. He looks to be a horse who has good early speed without being brilliant. In the past, as when you've driven him, has he felt as though he could get off the arm pretty good if you asked him to? Yeah, he does, and he's sort of um, he his race his race pretty tough his last couple of starts. So um, I'd say that's the direction in which we'll drive him. So um, yeah, obviously that'll be option A. But uh, yeah, he'll be getting driven forward early. Race number two, you're engaged to drive two horses here, Blissful Lily and Hollywood Rookie. And for some amazing reason, you've gone away from the champ Hollywood Rookie, and you're driving Blissful Lily. So that's a pretty good lead tonight. Yeah, that's right. Jace just had a couple of queries whether or not he'd start him um, this week. He was just going off his last track work, and so I um, told Cameron Ross that I'd stick with his horse earlier in the week, Blissful Lily. She comes up with the good barrier. Um, she would have definitely needed that run first up at Canberra. It was over the long trip, and she just died her last couple of hundred, but I expect her with her good gate speed to be in front tonight, and hopefully she gives Rookie something to chat to chase. Yeah, well, he tasted defeat for the first time in a little while last week, Hollywood rookie, but uh, no doubt he'll be a big player once more. But Blissful Lily, she does have good gate speed. And do you think the fact that, apart from, I guess, the fact that she's going to have a little more fitness under her belt, but the drop back in trip will help her as well tonight? Yeah, I think so, Brett. Like, her gate speed's blistering. She, she will find the front, and I think the 1,700 metres will suit. So I expect her to be a really good winning chance tonight. You have a little bit of a break in proceedings through the middle and then race number six again, you team up with Cam Ross with Cherish the Memories, a filly who's only had the one start and that was a win at Canberra and it was a pretty decisive victory as well in three-year-old company. This looks harder though tonight. Yeah, it does. And um, it was she done well her first start. She probably didn't deserve to win from where she was on a tight track of Canberra and she knuckled down a lot late and, and really tried. So she's going to be a filly that's going to win a lot of races. Um, around the country circuit, and um, Cameron's done a good job to get her to where she was first start. So it is a lot tougher tonight. There is a few nice horses in the race, but um, expect her to be running on late, and you know I wouldn't be surprised if she filled the placing. And the last race eight, number six, the Big Bad Wolf for yourself and Jason, a horse who comes into this with Tamworth form lines and hasn't trialled for Jason, but has had a few trials since its last start effort. So can you tell us a little bit about this gelding? Because he's only won the two from 68, but he comes up very short here tonight. Yeah, he has. He's um, very short in the market, but um, he's a horse that Jason spotted on the online sales and um, he's put in a fair bit of work into him over the last week. He sort of thought he might have got him a bit fitter than he had been. And, um, yeah, he, although he's drawn six, he should be getting driven forward and we think that he'll be in with a good show. The pair of you have done a great job of targeting the right sort of horses on the right sort of marks to bring into the stable to hopefully work through the grades. So as much as you're obviously putting in plenty of work physically at the stables to get these horses to perform, it sounds as though there's a little going on in the background as well, sourcing these types. 
Yeah, that is, and um, that's that's mainly credit to Jason. He, he's always on the iPad two hours a night looking through race replays and, and um, looking at programs. And so, yeah, it's not just a matter of turning up and putting them in and winning. He, there is a lot behind the scenes and um, a lot of things where Jason might source a horse where he thinks a gear change or something might make a, a lot of a difference. And, and it's proven that he's getting it right a lot now. So, um, yeah, I can take too much credit for that, um, Brett. That is, that is Jason's department, but... I'm just lucky enough I get to get on them on race day and send them. It makes my job easy. We've seen the national rating system change over the last couple of years or be implemented at least. Is it the way now that you're better off trying to find these lower graded horses to come through the ranks? Because it's a part of the business that's booming. These horses that have dropped a long way in rating that have maybe won plenty of races, that's a way that you can make some good money at the moment. Yeah, that's right, and uh, obviously it's sort of a bit of a niche that we've we've set our business model on, and uh, it seems to be working for us. We tend to own those ones, or Jason owns them himself as such. Um, we more focus on the owners' horses. We like the Saturday nighters or the better class horses. But um, yeah, it is something that if people are willing to dive into horses form enough and and do the research, and you can see a horse that showed ability. A couple of years ago, they might need a change of scenery or something like that. You know, it definitely is. There's money in it and there's opportunities for a lot of others if they're willing to put the time in and look for it. Yeah, it's certainly working wonders for your team at the moment and the results are showing as well. Saturday night, it's a big one. You've got the two Group 1 drives in uh, the two big mares races or the Phillies and mares races. First of all, Stylish Memphis. We didn't even see her in the video of the Chariots of Fire. She was so wide and so far back. But all, all of a sudden, as they went across the line, there she was. I think her last quarter was 25-2 or something close to that. And she ran a 52-9 final half. That is unbelievable in that company. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, it's awesome to see that. And then it's also disappointing, though, that you don't get a hell of a lot out of it. But um, she's pulled she's pulled through the run really well. She's back bright. She's had a couple of good days on the water walker, followed by a light head out yesterday. And, um, yeah, she's back feeling as good as she was leading up to the chariots, which is um, a very good sign for us. And, yeah, it gives me a lot of confidence going into this race um, that, you know, she is she hasn't taken harm from the run and that, she is going to be able to back up one more week. Yeah, well, she has been racing consistently over the last few weeks, so fitness shouldn't be an issue. Saturday night, the draw when it came out, barrier number nine, you haven't had much luck in that respect because 12 last week, nine this week. But I guess the promising fact this week is that you will shuffle down to should the emergencies not be required. And there does look to be a great deal of speed to your inside. So she could lob in a nice spot if things were to fall your way early on. Yeah, that's right. It looks pretty um, easy map, uh, race to map, sorry, um, on paper. I know anything could happen, but... Um, you could sort of get a rough idea where she'll be. I, I think she'll she will lob handy enough, and she will be following the right horses. Um, last week, she just there was a few that stayed off the fence that just put her those couple of spots back. This week, I think she'll be following the right ones that she can follow all the way into the straight. Um, if the tempo suits her, then we know she'll be rattling home. And you know, if not, she'll just be doing her best. But yeah, she'll she, I'm sure she'll get home really well, and um, they'll know she's there. It's hard to be overly confident in a Group 1 race, particularly when it's the biggest mare's race in this part of the world. But it sounds as though in your voice there is a quiet aura of confidence around her chances on Saturday. Yeah, like you said, you, you can never be too confident. And um, 
obviously I've, I've never been able to drive a Group 1 winner yet, so it's something that <laughs> doesn't come naturally to me anyway. But, um, yeah, just in herself and, and the way she's pulled up through the run and off her sectionals last start, I, you know, I think she's going to be in with a really good chance. But at the same time, I also respect that she is racing the best mares in Australia, so she's going to have to be at her best. Well, hopefully there's a ladyship mile under the belt before you switch attention within half an hour to the New South Wales Oaks and you jump aboard Antonia. I think that her run in the heat was fantastic last week. She had to park out and over the 2,400 metres for these three-year-old fillies, that's no easy task. Were you of the same opinion that her performance was super? Yeah, it was. And it just it goes completely against her racing pattern. She She's more known for her speed. Um which is how we've always driven her. Um, just the way the race panned out early last start, it left us with no option but to sit there. She relaxed beautifully outside the leader, and, um, yeah, for her to get so close to another nice filly after the tough trip, um, yeah, I was more than wrapped with her, and so was um, trainer David Thorne. So he also uh, said to me this week that she pulled up better from that run than she had from the Penrith run first start, which, again, gives us good confidence going into that race. But, um yeah, when we were very happy to see the draw come out, uh, very nice to get a good draw in our favour. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of the draw, there's plenty of conjecture around the 2,400 metre start and drawing down low. It's a bit of a case of timing your run on the gate, and I actually saw you do that at Newcastle on Friday night as well. We have to just get to the gate at the right time from the inside alleys. How forward do you think she can be? Because we haven't seen a great deal of gate speed from her in the past. Is it a fact that she doesn't have it or you haven't had the opportunity to use it? No, it, it, it's purely that we, we haven't found the need to use it yet. Um, me and David have both been of the opinion that it, it's there when we need it, but at the moment she's obviously got a long, she's had a long long prep and got a long prep to go. We, we haven't felt the need to use her off the arm yet. Uh, she's a really high-speed filly, so I'm sure, and she's very well gated too, so I'm sure if, if need be to be asked, there'll be no, no questions that she'll be able to come out on her own, so... There's some good speed to your outside and some really good fillies as well, but she just shapes to get the right sort of run wherever she lands on Saturday night because over the 2,400 metres, you know it's going to be a genuinely run race and she clearly ran the trip out last week. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it, it, worst case scenario, if a couple got in front of her, it's still not going to be a bad place to be tucked away on the fence over 2,400. Uh, I think it's going to be a fastly run race and a very genuine race, so... She might need a little bit of luck, but I know going into the race that she's got the speed if luck produces to put in a really good finish. Two great Group 1 drives on Saturday night. Some really good drives tonight as well. Jack, we appreciate your time. We wish you the best of luck, and hopefully we'll see you in the Group 1 Winter Circle this coming Saturday at Menangle. Yeah, great. Thank you very much, Britt. Jack Trainer there this morning, I guess, for on the pace with a comprehensive look into his chances over the next few days and certainly a good position to be with on the equal favourite stylish Memphis in the Ladyship Mile and on the second line of betting in the New South Wales Oaks. So he's still looking for that first Group 1 victory, but there's a decent chance that that could certainly be the case this weekend. So we certainly wish him the best of luck as well. Just a quick run through those world-tried runners early in the week across that Menangle card. In the Allied Express Sprint race number three, Max Delight has been eight into 5.50 and clearly best backed. In the Schweppes Sprint, Western Sonador went up at $41. He's now into 14 and Bright Energy has been 31 into 18. 
In the pink bonnet, for the two-year-old fillies, the market's a pretty good guide here, you would have to say, with most only having the one or two runs. And she's a Caribbean as soon as markets open was crunched from five into 390, despite the wide draw. So... Uh, some judges jumping aboard. She's a Caribbean. And in the ladyship mile, better in force. Went up at $4. She's now into $3 and equal favoritism. And in the Oaks race seven, Chrissy Chick has been 11 into eight and back to 9.50. But she's the best backed runner in a super open and competitive New South Wales Oaks. That's on the pace for this Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us. Fred Hastings will be with you tomorrow to go through his selections in the big races on Saturday night and bring you all of the news as well. Good luck if you're having a bet and we'll catch you across the weekend from Tabcourt Park, Menangle.